And now the time has come. I wondered if that's what you were going to start singing. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I've, I can. Were, I've were we really before. on the same wavelength there? I didn't even tell you how I was going to start this thing, man. Oh, I know. Well, I guess we've been spending a lot of time together. <laughs> Oh man, welcome back to Recovering You. This, this sadly, oh man, this is going to be our last episode of uh, 2021, guys. So we are, we're wrapping up things here and sending you off with a good game smack and a well wish on your way. <laughs> That's right. Well done. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited for this episode. It's kind of one of those bittersweet things, you know, you get those, those bittersweet vibes. And so, I'm just going to drop if I uh, start to cry, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to review and um, for all of you who are listening and have been listening for the past few months, we're excited to review with you and hopefully uh, open your eyes to the progress that you're making. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys are just joining us here on the last episode, uh, I mean, that's kind of silly. Go back and start at the beginning because it's uh, we, we've got some quality content um, guys, but I, I wanted to, uh, first of all, just a reminder, this is a podcast where, where we take people through what they can expect when they step into a life of recovery. Now, over the past three months, we've really kind of taken people through what to expect in about the first three months of your recovery. And we've covered a ton of content, which just goes to show how much investment and life change and progress and everything that can be made in a short period, not only with yourself, but for the people around you. And we're going to, we're going to recap a bunch of this stuff, but um, yeah, Chris, you look like you were going to say something. Yeah. So, and on that, maybe you're going to this next, we got a neat email this week. Do you want to tell people about the email that we got? Absolutely. Now I, I did reach out to this person uh, and, and made sure that they were okay sharing it. They said, please don't share my name. But uh, they, they were more than happy to allow me to read what they said. And this, this just, man, if this email was the only reason that we did this podcast, it was worth it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read this here. This is really cool. It says, uh, I'm a grateful parent of your podcast. Early in the summer of 2021, it was discovered that my 40-year-old son was deep into alcohol addiction, which caused his family to fracture and split apart. I began searching for an understanding of addictions and came across your podcast. I have found it to be most helpful and encouraging to me as a parent. I don't have to live in despair, but I live with hope for a better day and a closer walk with God on this journey. I looked over my most frequent saved podcast and yours is at the top. You are helping many and not just those with addictions, although we all have addictions. Thank you. Very grateful for your Recovering You podcast. So that. that's, that's raw. That's open. Absolutely. Oh. That was beautiful. Thank you for sending that. Yeah. Such, yeah. such an awesome email to get. And what, what this person doesn't know is they sent it to me on a morning that I was, man, I was in such an emotional battle. I was not doing well. I was, I was struggling. I was stressed. There was so much going on at home and it was just like, how, how am I going to measure up and fulfill my responsibilities and do everything and, and maintain my sanity? And I got yeah, this and, email. And I just have to tell people, maybe you don't want people to know this, but part, I don't want them to be like cr creating crazy stories in their brains. You have had a heck of a time with, with a bathroom exploding on you, oh essentially. Right. It's so been this so is bad. 
it's this poor guy friends i mean it's it's like hell is trying to come up through his toilet it's just <laughs> leaking and you know the wall is crumbling and i think it's under control now right but it was pretty stressful there for a few weeks yeah uh yeah it has flooded it has completely reflooded three separate times all while construction is going on and so they have to redo all their work it's been a nightmare anyway uh, not to digress from the story but yeah um that that's just part of the madness going on at home um in addition to holidays are just crazy which is another reason why we're kind of stepping away for a few weeks give ourselves uh time to be with our families more and to focus on what's most important so and and one thing that i really quick before we move on one thing that i love from that email was how she called out um, I think she said we all have addictions and, and we may not look at them like that. Um, but I think to some extent or another, we all engage in unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I've loved about the principles of recovery is that even if you are not neck deep in addiction, these are still things that can help you in your personal life. Um, and I love how she highlighted that it's helped her as the, as the parent of someone who's working through an addiction. So um, this would be a great time if you've been listening to us for a while. Um, if, if there's someone who you find weighing on your heart or your mind this holiday season, um, because you know they're going through a hard time, I'd invite you to share our podcast with them. Um, because there are some powerful principles here that can help anybody who is feeling like that, like they're at a low point or a rock bottom in their own life. Yeah, well, and this is the season of long cross-country drives, and so there's plenty of time to listen to some quality content, guys. That's right. All of you who are on a 12-hour delay for your flight, you know, catch up on our episodes. <laughs> Here you go. Perfect. You can binge recovery you. And in one day, you can be cured. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and we also sell bridges, so look for those, too. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking, um, on, not on selling anything, but our, our big prize giveaway. I almost, yeah, forgot. what's it? Drum roll. Yeah. So, um, from the people that have emailed and made comments, uh, our big winner is Darren R now, hopefully hey. right now his, his eyebrows just shot up and he's like, <laughs> wait a second. What I won. Yeah. So we'll definitely be getting Darren a shirt and they uh, won halter top, right. For Darren. That's what <laughs> yeah. we're tankini (laughs) (laughs) no darren we'll get some cool swag to you so congratulations yeah and and thank you for all the all the comments now um a lot of you like that that's the thing a lot of people reach out to us in ways because this is a sensitive topic and this is something that a lot of people just aren't real comfortable being open and vulnerable about we're actually hoping to change that narrative and really kind of make talking about our problems and being vulnerable and everything Um, part of a daily narrative, part of something that you shouldn't be ashamed of because that shame, that isolation is what makes it um, continue to be a problem. But when you turn on the lights in a room, the fear goes away, right? You you, you no longer have to wonder what's behind the curtains. You no longer have to wonder where that noise is coming from. So, okay. So totally totally digress from that though. (laughs) Funny little segue. My buddy sent me uh, he sent me a video yesterday and I didn't know what it was. And my son, my four-year-old son is sitting next to me looking at my phone Uh-oh. while we're watching this. And it's, it's nighttime and it's these swings just swinging all by themselves. And all of a sudden his face jumps out of nowhere <laughs> and he jumped and teared up and was traumatized. And I was just like, 
I'm going to kill my friend. I'm, I'm going <laughs> And I yeah, actually you, texted him. I was like, your friends on nightmare thinking, duty. <laughs> so, um, but, oh, but you know, it's that, it's that whole idea of <laughs> turning on the lights and making it. So things just aren't, they, they don't have to be scary anymore. They, they don't need to be kept a secret. As soon as you bring things to light, there's so much more comfort and peace and confidence that you can have in these things. And then, going back on some of our other topics, which is a lot of what we're going to do today. That's how you start building your team. And that's how you start gaining trust with people is you talk about your problems. So, yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I love that. It, it made me think of uh, over Thanksgiving. I watched the first five minutes. That was the sneak peek of the new Jurassic world movie. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I didn't, um, but I'm going to after this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was on the couch watching it and my eight, nine year old, um, came up behind me and I had been, I had had this like queued up waiting to watch for a week. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's a five minute clip. You would think I would have time to have watched it, but I'm like, I am not pausing this. I'm what, this is the time I have. I've been waiting a week. I'm going to watch this. And, uh, anyway, no spoilers, but I, for the people who haven't seen it yet, but I kept looking over my shoulder, waiting for my kids to be scared. And I think at one point I asked, doesn't this scare you? Like, no, we know it's pretend. <laughs> we know it's not real. And, and I, to me, that just highlights as you, as, as you embrace these principles of recovery to your, like you said, is bring it out into the light. That hold that it had on you isn't as scary anymore. You'll know that you're, you're empowered to, to fight back against it. You've got the tools that you, you don't have to be, you know, enslaved to your addiction anymore. Absolutely. Um, so why don't you recap for us? Let, let's walk, let's walk folks through, unless there's something else you wanted to touch base on before we go. No, well, I, I mean, the, the, so the whole reason we kind of want to do a recap today and what I wanted to get into was we, we want to talk a little bit about just taking the time. And, and this is what I want you guys to do. If, if you are someone who is struggling with addiction or, or if you are someone that has been traumatized by someone else uh, or betrayed by someone else's addiction, it's okay every once in a while, and, and that's what we want to do today, to take a second, stop, turn around, and look at the journey that you've made. Now, maybe you've only come a few steps. That's not what's important. Again, we talked about this. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the whole point is, even if you've been listening to this, you have proactively taken the steps to actively seek out change in your life. And that in and of itself automatically puts you one step forward. And Absolutely. that is something that you need to be patting yourself on the back for. We, we should be noting how far we've come. There was a quote that I, I believe it was by uh, Richard G. Scott, who's uh, an apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he talked about a story about climbing a mountain and that while we're climbing that mountain, every once in a while, um, you know, if we're so focused on just taking the next step, we lose the beauty of how far we've come. And so that it's really important every once in a while to stop and turn around and just take note of how far we've come. Because, for instance, uh, here in Arizona, the tallest peak is Humphreys Peak. Okay. And it's about, uh, what is it, like 12,500? Yeah, just over 12,000 feet, something like that. Yeah. So, there there's a now if you were to climb straight up this there's about four points on this hike where you have just these amazing views that you can see the snowball beneath you 
uh, at one point you get to this saddle that you can look on both sides of the mountain and you're, you're just barely above the tree line. So everything is really green and lush and beautiful. Uh, um, yeah, you feel like you can see the whole state. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, and that's one of the points that a lot of people, a lot of people don't even go past that to them. They're like, this is the view I was looking for. And then it's another 45 minutes to an hour hike to actually get <laughs> to Humphreys peak. Um, and you, you go up about another like 800 feet or something like that. It's, it's, that's where you're on all the shale rock and everything. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not quite as nice, but when you finally get to that peak, you have a totally different view and you can see the grand Canyon from there. And it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's beautiful when you get up there. But the point is, if we don't stop and take a look around our surroundings and how far we've come at certain points, we're going to miss out on some views that were totally worth the trip up to that point. So in your recovery, guys, recognize that like this moment right now, take a second to reflect on how far you've come or how far other people have come and just be appreciative of how beautiful and how much better life has gotten just because of the proactivity that you've taken in these few steps that you have done. No, I love that. And there, there's a principle of power. And I'm going to try and be quick on this. And uh, it's, a, it's a Mount Humphreys or Humphreys Peak story too. But the principle here of power is if you focus on progress made instead of the gap that remains, you're going to have more energy to keep fighting, to keep hiking, to keep going. And so if, you, if all you do is focus on the gap or what you lack, it's going to be demotivating and you're going to feel like you're never going to get there. So, so that's what this episode is for. It's, it's a, to take a breath, to take a beat, um, to be thankful for however far you've come on your journey and know that you, and, and give yourself um, a pat on the back and to realize you have the ability now because you have made progress. You have the, the ability to keep making progress. Uh, it's been, I don't know, five, six years. We went hiking uh, Humphreys Peak with a group of boys and we had tried to take them on this hike for four or five years in a row. And it went, <laughs> I mean, somebody either got hurt or bad weather, lightning, right? I mean, we never made it to the top. And, and it was these boys, it was their senior year. And we're like, we're going to get these boys to the top of this mountain. This is for the youth group that I volunteer with at church. And we got to this point that you've talked about. Um, there were four leaders and another leader and I were with the slower group. And we were at um, just up past the tree line where all that shale starts. And we were exhausted. Um, you know, we were spent and we felt like we didn't have anything left to give to that hike. We could almost, you know, we could see there, you know, it's another mile, whatever to climb the next 800 feet. We could see the top, but we didn't know how we were going to get there. And, um, this other leader, he was the, the Bishop of our, of our ward of our congregation. And we, we huddled up right there in that moment. And he said a prayer for us. And he said, Heavenly Father, we're thankful that we've come this far. We still have more that we need to do. Please give us the strength that we need to finish this hike. And I, I can hardly describe the sensation, the sensation after he closed that prayer. It was like so electricity going through your entire body. It's like you felt the, your muscles um, just twisting and being re-energized and we picked up our bags and we made it to the top and so wherever you're at in your recovery if you feel like you've come as far as you, as far as you can right now take this moment take this episode 
at the end of this, take time to say a prayer and thank Heavenly Father for getting you to the point that you're at right now and ask for the strength to keep fighting and he will give it to you. Dude, that was, that was so stellar. That was so awesome. Oh man, chills. Like that, that, that just, that totally gave me chills. Um, I, I love that concept. Thank you for sharing that story. That was awesome. Um, geez, maybe we should just end the episode there. <laughs> right. Oh, anyway. All right. Okay. So let, let's, let's just recap. No, there, um, there's too much good stuff. Yeah. Why don't you recap for us now? Okay. What we, what the journey we've been on up to this point. Yeah. So, so uh, just kind of going through this journey real quick. So uh, we started out at, well, I wrote Riach bottom, <laughs> but it's, it's rock bottom guys. Uh, you start out at rock bottom and that is just that, that recognition um, that obviously something's got to change. You can't do it anymore. And so you either lay down and die or, or you start climbing. And, you know, if, if you've been listening to these, you started the climb. So then, then we have a D day and that's where, uh, where we talked about everything, everything comes out. Um, you, you talk to people, whoever you need to, your loved ones, your ecclesiastical leaders, uh, whoever you need to, to get that, that road started. Anyway, I, I won't get yeah, into detail on all these. No. Things. And just one quick thing there. Um, if you're a new listener, it seems like a lot of the feedback that we got that was powerful for people from that episode was the power of honesty and how honesty is actually the truest form of kindness. Um, and, and that full disclosure, sometimes we're tempted to hold back, but really the, the best way to show love and kindness to the people who, who will be impacted by your addiction is to be completely honest. So I th- that was a powerful episode for a lot of people, I think, because yeah. of that. And ironically, looking at the numbers, that actually is our most listened to episode is, is D-Day. Um, and you're right. It did have the most comments and I, I've had the most people talk to me about that one as well. Uh, but I, I really like what you said there that, yeah, I mean, a lot, Satan wants to make us believe that by being honest and confessing what we've done, all we're doing is hurting people. Um, but it, it's the complete opposite. We are finally showing people our true selves and giving them the opportunity to accept us as who we are. Um, and they no longer have to try and guess um, or fall for the lie of who we are pretending to be. So yeah, give people the opportunity to love who you are because who you are is someone that's absolutely amazing. So uh, we, we talked about fear. We talked about Spike um, and listening now, Spike being Satan, that negative voice. If you're not a believer in Satan, then that's why we call him Spike. And, and Spike is also an easier concept for kids to learn about. So this is one of those things that has come up a lot that um, my, my kids really gravitate toward, you know, telling them that just at the ages they're at, telling them Satan is whispering in your ear number one can be really terrifying. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, there's a devil whispering in my ear. And so even though we tell them we refer to Satan as Spike, it just paints more of a lighthearted kind of cartoonist characteristic of who Satan is so that they can have more confidence in saying, get out of my head, Spike. You're you're not welcome here. Um, Spike is a lot less intimidating than than Satan. And if you kind of diminish Satan down to a, a cartoon. He's not nearly so scary or powerful. So you're saying that's why my kids have nightmares. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that can feel overwhelming, right? I think you hit on something important. And from there, that's why we talked about, you need a team, 
right? As you're going through this recovery, mm -hmm. it's not just you. Um, if you're really going to be successful in, in waging war against your addiction, you have to build a team to fight with. I, I think this, the next one that we did has come up in probably every episode. And that is that you, you got to be patient with the process. It, it takes time. For me, it was three and a half years until my wife and I felt like we were at a place better than we had ever been before. Three and a half years, guys. That's, I mean, and, and two, a, two and a half of that was zero physical contact at all. <laughs> like, yeah. It was basically just acquaintances, friends, and then uh, coexisting in the same house, like co-parenting essentially. So, but you know, it was, it was worth it. Be, be patient with that process. Don't, don't try and rush it. Um, yeah. I think one of the analogies we use that I like is, is farming, you know, when you're, when you're farming or when you're growing a garden, you're essentially planting next year's dinner and there's nothing you can do to speed that process up and, and recovery is much the same way. That, that's a really cool way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's not like, uh, you, you and I talk about stocks a lot because I'm really into that stocks, you know, you put money in and you're hoping the next day you're like, hopefully I'm a millionaire by tomorrow. <laughs> that's right. I can sell and go live on a beach. Yeah. That, that's, that's the dream. However, that is not the case with, with recovery. It's yeah, you are, you are planting. So changing that into a uh, recovery phrase, you are planting uh, next year's success, next year's uh, progress story. So yeah, I, I, I love that, that you said that. Um, we talked about, about fighting and, and relapsing and just understanding your why. Um, cause when you know your why, even when you mess up, you're going to be able to keep moving forward. Uh, you're not taking steps back. You're just learning as you go. Yeah. Um, because all, all that those, all that those so-called mess ups do for you, it's just more information. It's just feedback to help you understand how to fight better. Yeah. I actually, I, I had, I had a buddy reach out to me this last week and he had, he had lost a battle and had had relapsed and texted me later on in the day and said even though i i've tried to you know be really positive about what i've learned and i've spoken to my spouse and i'm, I'm taking the right steps i still just feel terrible I, I still just i feel like i cannot be happy or positive and move on from this and what what we essentially talked about was even if you're not feeling hundred percent connected and like you're doing the right thing, you just have to keep doing the right thing because you know what the right thing is and it, it will go completely against everything Satan is trying to tell you to do, but just do that next right step. Um, again, we talked about that with that uh, frozen movie, frozen Two, <laughs> about right. do, do the next right thing. And in doing what, what we didn't talk about though, and this is what I, I wish I would have said back in that episode was even when you're doing the next right thing, you might still be miserable. It might still hurt it. You're just because you choose to do the right thing. Doesn't mean all of a sudden the sun comes out and the flowers bloom. It doesn't work that way. There, there's a quote. There's a quote that I'll have to, uh, I'll have to dig up the right source for you. And maybe I'll post it to the, our Facebook page. Um, if, if I find it, but it's, it essentially says that, and it was one of the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, said, um, the surest way to damn a person 
is would would be essentially to give them immediate positive feedback every time they did something right and immediate negative feedback every time they did something wrong because there would be no growth there would be no understanding of their true potential and and so to your point sometimes god lets us go a while um and it's quiet um, and that's to to help really um, forge within us that ability to push on just because we know something is right. Not because it feels good, not because it's fun, not because of anything else other than the fact that we know it's what is right. So as you were saying that, it made me think there, there was, um, when Christ was being crucified, there's that moment where he asks his father and says, father, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. And th- this to me is one of the most powerful examples and, and scriptures that, that come up because the, the, the person that had never made a mistake and was perfect in every way and was always connected to his father still had to, for, for that brief period of time, understand so that he could understand our pain, had to understand what it was like to be cut off what it was like to be absent of that connection to heavenly father. And even though he was doing exactly what he was supposed to be, and even though he was fulfilling his predestined plan, still in that moment, he said, wait, why, why am I being forsaken? Where are you? I need you. And that had to happen so that we knew he was understanding what we were going through when we made mistakes, when we essentially were cut off, when things went silent, as you said, when really all along, we've still been watched over. We've still been cared for. There's just, there's that time where, you know, you have to be trusted to swim on your own. When we were all kids, you know, we would walk home from school and Mm -hmm. there, there comes a point, and this just actually happened with my kids this year that we have stopped meeting them right outside their school to walk home with them we have trusted them to find their own way home. It doesn't mean we love them any less. It doesn't mean we're sick of walking them home. It's that giving them their agency and trusting in their abilities to find their own way home. And that's what Heavenly Father does to us sometimes. He goes, look, I don't love you any less. I just need to know that you can find your way home because I cannot just carry you here on my back. It's not how it works. That's not how you earn a place. So... No, I think that's, I think that's a good point. And, and so in those quiet times, remember that, um, because you're going to have good days and bad days. Remember that when you relapse and, um, we did talk about relapsing and how that should be viewed. Um, and, and tied into that, we talked about the day one mentality. Mm -hmm. And so those are all, those are all critical things to remember and, and take some time to reflect on those at the end of this podcast um today think about your victories think about your losses think about what you've learned and think about how that determination to to look at every day as as the first day of recovery um, can be a powerful um a powerful tool for you we also um we talked about finding the right therapist we had cody haas on that was a good one cody haas the boss (laughs) such a stud and how a therapist can help you reframe and understand both your own recovery and your struggle to conquer your addiction, as well as the struggle that your loved ones are going through and, and healthy ways to, to interact with them. 
um, and how you build back trust and how you um, work on acceptance of yourself and of others. We talked about boundaries. That was, that was a good one. If you're looking for something to, to drive through, I think boundaries would be a good one to re-listen to. Yep. Good ones. That was, that was, a, that was a, Oh yeah. That was harder. a multi-part yeah. <laughs> mini, mini series. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just setting up the, the new you and doing that through establishing daily goals and habits. Um, you know, and um, this is one thing that we'll, we'll definitely talk about in the next, in next season. Uh, but just that self-mastery, um, it all starts with you basically mastering the three different selves, which is your physical self, your spiritual self, and your mental self. And mastering those, you know, obviously that's a huge process, but they all start with really simple steps. Training yourself to get up at the same time every single day, that is a huge step in self-mastery because then you're saying like, regardless of what I'm feeling, I'm going to start my day off in the right way every single time because that that's the best way to establish success or potential success for that day. So no more hitting the snooze and just it's little <laughs> things like that. So, you yeah, know, that, that made me think of a time when I was a teenager, um, as I got older, but still living at home, uh, you know, I would want to stay up late or be out late with friends. And I, you know, call my dad or talk to my dad and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. Is it okay? He's like, well, you know what time you have to get up tomorrow. Saturday was always a work day <laughs> at our house. So he said, well, stay out as late as you want, but you're still getting up at 6 a.m. There's there's stuff to do. It's no getting around that. So right. you get home at 530, you better be up 15 minutes later start getting ready. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that's awesome. Oh, and then uh, just having that deeper love and understanding. Now, now that we understand what we're going through, you know, and just recognizing we see, we start seeing the world through different eyes. And I, I think that is one of the, one of the biggest things that comes out of this is not only does it change you, it, it changes the world in your eyes. Mm. You, you become a lot less cynical, a lot more understanding, a lot more kind to the people around you because you're not so selfish. You're not so self-centered on what's going on in your world. You start finally seeing the concerns and the problems with the world around you. So that, that's just a short little 15 minute recap of everything we went through. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I want to, the only thing I have left to share today, um, it remind um, as you were talking, the image of us in our, our intro podcast or one of our very first podcasts, we talked about looking in the mirror and not recognizing who you are or not even wanting to look in the mirror. So if you're listening I'm going to leave you with an invitation. Um, if you're driving, maybe don't do it right now. If you're at work, <laughs> definitely don't do it right now. <laughs> but, but, uh, but as soon as you have a second, a quiet minute or two to yourself, go find a mirror. And I invite you to spend 30 seconds holding your own gaze in the mirror, looking yourself in the eyes and just being in tune with your body, kind of doing a body scan. We haven't talked much about that. I think that'll be one of the things we talk about in tools for self-mastery, yep. but essentially what it is, it's listening to what your body is telling you and then being open to God whispering to you through the spirit. Look at yourself in the eyes and recognize how far you've come in your journey to recover who you're meant to be. Recognize how much God has done to help move mountains so that you can get to where you are in your recovery. 
And even in the pain and the hard times and the relapses, the progress that you've still been able to make and the hope that you've been able to hold on to. And let that fuel you every day and give you hope that that good times are ahead. We've done a lot of celebrating of Cameron's journey. So take some time uh, over this holiday season to celebrate your own journey, celebrate your own progress mm, and, yes. and give yourself a little bit of grace and hope that things will be good again. I love that. Give yourself that grace. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So good. Okay. Well, a uh, li- little uh, preview of what's to come next season. We, we told you we had a chat with uh, the indomitable Maurice Harker. Maurice uh, Harker, Harker, Harker. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're going to be having him on the show actually probably a couple times next season. Um, and, and he's definitely next season is going to be a lot of the tools that we use. Now we've, we've mentioned a lot of these tools in podcasts, but we're going to be teaching you how to implement and, and really utilizing these tools so that yeah. season you know, two it, is going to be like tactical hand-to-hand combat self-defense. Yep. And so then uh, stay tuned. Keep listening. Yep. <laughs> yes, please. We, we are so excited to, um, I guess, first of all, we're so excited to spend the holidays with our families. Um, me, especially, given the the fact that a couple of years ago, I wasn't really welcome around my family. I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I almost didn't have a family to spend the holidays with. And so as I celebrate these times, I am so grateful for the opportunity I have to even be around my loved ones to, to not have been celebrating alone, being, being a, a divorced dad that's just trying to help his kids get by i've been blessed enough with a wife who understands the miracle of forgiveness and what i what i want to leave you guys with today is uh first of all a promise that i've said many times on this show and that is uh, there is still hope you you have not gone too far do not give up on yourselves and do not give up on others those people that are going through these addictions they're not bad people. They're, they're just struggling. And so be, be patient, establish your boundaries and continue to love them in the way that will be best for them. Not in a way that enables them, but in a way that will be best for their progress. I know that in doing this, you are going to find healing and, and so will they. And the last thing I want to leave you with is uh, I, I wanted to actually recite a poem that has been really special to me. And it's it's pretty well known in the uh, life-changing services, Sons of Gila, Menomoroni universe. Um, but it's to a lot Mary of you had a there, little lamb, is it? What? It's not Mary had a little lamb, is it? Um, well, it was going to be, but I guess I'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've ever seen the movie Invictus, it was quoted on that. Mm. Um, but, but this is a uh, great poem. It says... Um, out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloodied but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. In this recovery, guys, you are the one in charge. You can do this. 
and there is hope. And we love you and we are here for you. So absolutely. Absolutely. So until next time, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holiday. There you go. Cover everybody. <laughs> we'll All talk right. Talk to you later.